Hi there. You're listening to Runelanders. I'm Matt Adam, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master and host around these parts. Now this is a special bonus series, a bespoke mini-series I'm putting together for my buddy Chris's birthday. And so this is The Legend of Arabet. You'll get a chapter every week until we're out of story to tell you. Kick back, sit back, chill out, and relax. As we go back to Old Bailey Mina, where the hoods and the harlots are found, and the streets are considerably meaner down in that there end of the town. Now here comes a hood with a hard head and a heart that he wears on his sleeve. Folks around here call him Arabet, and the trouble he gets in you wouldn't believe. So begins the legend, and now on with the show. Get ready now, ye runatics, and let's roll. Last time on Legend of Arabet, having spent the previous evening in the comfy company of a Maravian maiden whose name he can't recall, our hooligan hero slinks across town and past the watchful gaze of his mother, or so he thinks. The two have a falling out, Etienne packs his things and leaves. The next shot is a little one room flat in a flop house down by the docks at the foot of Copper Penny Road. The door pushes open and there is a lot of cans with a black cat on them just scattered around the floor. And uh, evidently comatose in his papasan chair with the tip of his tail lying limply on the floor as one of his hands lies open with one of these cans hanging loosely in his fingers lies a barely breathing Mr. Stitch. Holy fuck. There is a note pinned to the blanket which is lying in the corner in a direct line from where his hand is hanging limp off the side of the popsicle chair. Oh boy, Stitchy. Okay. I uh, tiptoe across the apartment because I don't want to wake up the tiger. Bad idea. Make a stealth check. 21. Okay, well, it is very difficult to make it silently across a bachelor pad full of empty beer cans, but you manage and set your duffel bag down without any noise in the corner. You pick up the pile of blanket, which has been thrown there by Stitch, who like opens one eye and says something in the growling, rumbling tones of the Tabashi, and then farts loudly before going back to sleep. On the note, pinned to the blanket, one, don't fucking touch me. I'm really high. Two, I'll put it where you said. And then, like, sign Stitch. Good, good. Plans are afoot. Job is ready to go, then. He kicks his leg, stretches, and curls up into the popsicle chair, coiling his tail, which he shakes a bit as though to shake off some pins and needles around himself 
and uh, begins to snore as you make your way out the door. So we see Arabet heading down the street, lights himself a quick hoot. You know, he's got this big fat cone. He lights it up with a match, takes two drags off it, watches his shake his hands, which are shaking with nerves, not nervous jitters, mind you, just that nervous energy. Gotta go, gotta go. Watches his hands calm, and he rolls a gold dollar across the back of his knuckles, back and forth. When he's achieved the level of steadiness, he throws the joint into the gutter and steps on it. A second later, he hails a gig, um, which is pulled by two ostriches. So he climbs into the back, whispers some directions, and the gig lurches forward down the mazy, foggy streets of Pelumina. When the scene reopens, there are four orcs kicking around a little spit on the firth, like tucked away into one of these back-ass little private mooring coves. There is the roaring of this steam outboard, and uh, it's just churning up this water as this little dinghy with two orcs and Arabet comes blasting awake up to this dock. Uh, they cut the engine about 30 feet out and pull the prop out of the water, and the boat just kind of coasts in, you know, as they do, riding that big way, urge wave that comes up to the dock. The four orcs on the dock look lively, uh, cast it, like catch the cast on lines, and they tie the boat off, and People are getting things ready, and it's like this heave. Uh, they pull this crate up out of the boat. Then the two orcs in the boat get out of the boat, and one of the orcs on the dock cracks the crate open with a crowbar and opens it up. And within, there is this beautiful longbow, about four feet end to end. It's decorated with a mithril string, and it appears to be carved out of ebony. Aye. Careful with that. The fence wants that piece. This is the Song of Slaughter. It is a legendary great bow, once held by the elfin prince Elodur. It is a masterwork magical weapon, easily worth a million gold on the black market. And you just liberated it from the hold of an archive ship bound for the capital. They won't even know it's gone for a month until the ship gets there, waits in queue, gets unloaded, and they crack that particular crate and find out that the crate inside it is missing. You were brilliant. fucking you were fucking brilliant. Yes, you were a goddamn genius. And uh these orkies did the lifting and that's fantastic. So you pull yourself up onto the key and uh, that's when you hear them talking in Orcish. And you look down the key and you see they've loaded the crate onto a truck. There are three orcs in the front of the truck. It's running. It's one of these uh, steam boiler engine rag gadabout trucks. And uh, like the flatbed. And they've loaded this box onto the flatbed. And there's like 
two orcs sitting there on either side of the flatbed. And the, the two orcs that were with you, the one guy comes up and he's got a uh, he's, he's got a bag of money and he, he hands it out to you. Now, how's your orcish, Arabet? Non-existent. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's why you don't see that shotgun. When you reach out to take the money, the next thing is the other one dumps both barrels of a shotgun into your belly. Fucking orcs. But crush heads. These fucking crush heads. You just could... All day you've been smelling fucking crush off these motherfuckers. Right? A five-way split is better than a six-way split. Well, it's soon going to be a one-way split. But, like, first things first, your guts are blown out all over the key. So... Where did I tell Stitch to put that thing? Should be right on the underside of that dock. I crawl. You go crawling over, and uh, you hear the door of the truck open and shut, and then like, oh, you go over the truck. And then like, steps approaching from behind, right? I roll over and throw a dagger. He tugs his head out of the way. <laughs> nice try, Jorgak. Jorgak, I thought that meant friend. Yes, it does. Usually blow your friend's guts out. It's business, you see. This is important weapon. He's killed many orcs. We take, we break in front of elves. So we are not afraid. They will come. We will build horde. There will be glorious war. You understand is bigger than you. It's not money. It's cause. It's cause. Like you're on your back. You've cracked a can of this shit. And you choke some of you're like you're, you're like trying to choke it down. And he just reaches down with his one hand and picks you up by the whole fucking chest. And then easily lifts you bodily off the ground. Fuck these like orcs. Oh my god. And he just pulls you into his pulls you in. It's all just gray flesh and little yellow eyes. And as he pulls you in, you can see like you can smell the fucking holes in his teeth. The crush is burned in there, you know. And just that light in his eyes, that zealous glory in his eyes. He's not personal, you see. He's just business. And with that, he throws you into the Firth. I swallow hard. The potion goes down into your guts and you can feel it working as you black out and somehow you wind up. How I, I, it's just blind scrambling in the water. You pull it, pulling on the piling. You can hear the doors close. The orc is, the orcish uh, trail off as the truck drives off down the Bailey Mina streets. You pull yourself up onto the piling and you notice that your guts are leaking water and blood and like, but they're, they seem to be, and if you could just, so you get back up onto the, somehow onto the piling, like just in exquisite pain, it's like enough to crawl the last few feet and you kind of crack the last can and pour half of it down your throat before you 
Well, well, there's there's a noisy sound of you shitting your pants as you die. A moment later, like you just roll over and cough this great big fucking vile concoction of chemicals and, you know, burnt and broken flesh and buckshot out of your mouth all over the dock. You pat your ass and you're like, smell your fingers and make a face. The camera cuts out as you dive into the Firth and rejoins a Bailey Mina street scene where the crowd is all aghast that a naked human man is running at top speed, barefoot and soaking wet down the street. Apart from his recent experience with cold water, Arabet appears to be none the worse for wear. And in fact, Bet, not only are you tip-top, you got lots of gas in the tank. It appears there may be something to Stitch's silver cans after all. I look for, uh, well, Washerwoman Lane. Uh, that's going to be in a block or two. But in the meantime, you should probably get some backup. So you jostle through a, some people who aren't looking. And then a minute later, keeping to decency, uh, Arabet naked. Well, apparently entirely naked. You can see his bare bum when he shot from the back. Uh, is running down the street dialing a spell phone. Who are you calling, Bet? Stitch. Stitch's phone just rings and rings and rings. So you... That fucking cat. So you swear and hang it up and dial it. And like thinking for a second, you dial another number. The camera cuts to the truck, to the cab of the truck, where uh, the orc who told you it was just business looks at his phone and answers it. Yes, hello. Hey, fuckhead. What a bit. Remember me? How could I forget you? I died. Good for you. I'm back. Oh, that's nice. You should turn left now. Mm, yes, of course. And uh, they just drive right past you, where you're running down the street. Like you, you, you come running to it to the intersection, and uh, had they turned left, they'd have come out. Like they'd have come right alongside you, and you could have jumped on the sideboard of the truck. But no, they don't. They just drive right on past. Shit. But at least you're on Washwoman Lane. Closer next. You dodge off into a laundry, and a minute later you come out wearing a laundry room shirt and some short pants with some riding boots on the second floor balcony. Nice. I'm going to need you to make an acrobatics check. Oh, nice roll of 20. All told? All told. So, do you want to Flynn or Fairbanks it? Oh, let's Flynn. All right. So, the uh, you see the truck with the orcs, which has just like it had to it had to put on the brakes to get through these congested streets. Uh, you come out on the second floor balcony. You go running up and stand on the railing. There's all of these clotheslines because it's the laundries in between these balconies. They are they are on pulleys. They are just straight clotheslines. There are pennants and clothes of all descriptions hanging in the breeze between the buildings of Washwoman Lane. So, with a hi-ho and a fearless jump, you leap out and catch one of the clotheslines on a pulley. It naturally rolls you out into the center of the streets. Just then, 
the driver floors it. And uh, as you drop through the laundry, catching hold of clotheslines, as you fall so as to not fall to your death, the last one, you notice the truck springing away. So you hang on to the last one and let it bear you up into the air. Another acrobatics check. 22. Okay. You land steadily on both feet on the long rectangular peak of the detergent factory on the left-hand side of the road. The driver has floored it and is currently running through laundry carts and uh, making people scatter in the street. He's like, boof, boof, boof. Still not at maximum speed, but faster than you'd catch him if you were down there trying to get through all the chaos. Thankfully, you're not. You, uh, you head off down the roof. Now I need you to make a constitution save. Natural 20. What the fuck was that, man? What's your modifier for that, 20? Plus two. So that's 22? Yep. I'm sorry, friend. You drank two of those potions. Holy purple dragons. So yeah, you go running down the slates of this roof, and suddenly they're all made of marshmallows. Nice. Hey, I always wanted to go for a marshmallow slide. So with the biggest shit-eating grin on your face, you bound across the marshmallow roof and leap out into the air, catching hold of the candy cane clotheslines. Nice. Wicked, I swing down. So you swing down, make a an acrobatics check. 20 total. Okay, well, um, it's as well, you're a little bit short. Because uh, as you swing down to catch the to, to catch the truck, you're just it, just the slightest bit short, just fucking two feet, and you swing past, back up onto a back up onto the roof of a veranda, and uh, you go charging along the street. Make an acrobatics check. Twenty-two. Okay, so you leap off the veranda onto a balcony, from the balcony onto another balcony, from that balcony it's the corner. So you jump out, grab hold of a light post, and do a big swing out into the street. Now I need you to roll an athletics check. So that's 15. Opposed drive is 17. So once again, you uh, swing out into the middle of the street and miss the driver. You're behind them this time. This is nuts, man. I grab another candy cane. Um, yeah, you also go into a big cart full of laundry sideways as you try to catch your feet on the pavement. Cool. <laughs> At least it was laundry in it. It goes off like you knocked over a cart full of bells. Oh, man. Wisdom save. Goes. Oh, natural one. Okay. So you get up from that and uh, takes you a second. And in that moment, the orcs in the back of the truck jump off. How many actually see me? Just one of them. The other three go out to clear the road ahead of the truck. The crate is still sitting open with uh, one shotgun toting orc sitting next to it. He's not going anywhere away from it. The one guy comes out into the melee behind looking for you because he saw you from the truck. Oh, yeah. 
I should have got a weapon before I came after these guys. He goes over and he's got one of those great big kukrats that, you know, the orcs use one-handed, but most people would use two-handed. Like the big cleaver glaive. Nice. I pull out a dagger. So he pulls out the kukrat glaive and he comes walking over to this pile of laundry and he turns a little basket over and pokes it shoves the flat end into the uh, laundry, but you're not in that pile of laundry. You're actually through the other side. Sneak attack. So, yeah, you're uh, covered in a sheet. But yeah, he does not expect that, so roll. I rolled 18. Perfect. At that level, I'd be three. Okay, roll them. 18 total. Okay, well, you just come up from under that sheet with that, like, you just fucking... Knock him the fuck out because he's poking at the expecting a downward thrust. So when you come across with a hilt of your dagger, like right across his temple, he goes down. Whack. Cold. All right. Uh, guy with the uh, shotgun, eh? He can't see you and he's staying on the uh, he's staying on the truck for now. Like you've got to look around this overturned laundry cart to see him, right? And he did not just, like, he didn't see you pop out of the laundry and smoke Grack either, right? So. Good. I cut off Grack's thumb. Well, Grack is out cold enough with a great big contusion on his temple that, like, you don't expect his eyes will be looking in the same direction when he opens them again, right? Oh, good. Not Not for a few weeks, anyway. It was that good a hit. You know, you could finish him right now. There'd be nothing to it. Yeah. I thought it was a cheap toll. There's a spritz all over the laundry. This happens to be a load of whites. So as we pull the ca- as the camera pulls away from the grizzly deed, that's what we see is a great big spray onto the white linen. And then Arabit stands up. I uh, sneak up on the truck now. Ho, 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 ho. Natural 19 plus uh, 10 is 29. 15 plus 5 is only 20. He's not looking your way. Like maybe in his peripheral. He might see you in his peripheral, but I don't think he's looking for you to look like a laundryman. And currently you do. As soon as I get close enough, I throw him the thumb. Hey, Jorgak. His head whips around and the truck takes off. Damn it. He fumbles the thumb in his shotgun for a minute and the shotgun falls out into the street. It goes kaboom and blows the side out of a basket containing a bunch of panties. (laughs) All right, I grabbed the shotgun. You go dashing over towards that, and uh, I'm going to need you to roll a d6 and let me know what you get. Four. One. You get there first. Who's coming? Elephants? Giraffes? Zebras? This is Bailey Mina, dude. That sort of thing goes, goes lost into the street. It goes into somebody's possession really quickly. So as you get there quickly, I'm going to need you to roll sleight of hand. You chose my best skill. And I have 
33. All right. Well, as you get there, you see this dude lurch out to grab the shotgun by the handle. And uh, so your action is to kick it in the end of the barrels so that when he grabs the hot barrel, he sets them down. Then you drop a shoulder, send him spinning, and uh, then kick the shotgun up into your hand. It's got one round left in it. I go running. Because like, hey, fuck her, that was mine. And like this goes, Arabette goes dodging around another laundry cart. And there's a big stone arch that connects the two buildings of the South Side Laundry. Uh, Washwoman Lane goes down there and the truck goes rattling off at speed. So um, Arabette goes, instead of going through the arch, goes into the laundry itself. Uh, like 15 seconds later, he goes running along like he kicks open a chute door in the second floor and slides down a chute out onto a water wheel, which athletics check natural 20 sends him down onto he just rides it down on the passing arc. Now, as that happens, the lift gate comes up on the lock, which is lifted, which lifts ships up to, uh, you know, the inner bay of the government district. It's quite an impressive thing. It's based on a dwarvish design. But he catches the rising arm there, which lifts him up to almost the height of the lift gate. He takes a athletics check. 15. Quick turn to catch the top of the locked door, which he then pulls himself up on top of. From here, bet you're about 100 feet in the sky, and you can see the truck laboring up around the long turn into the Tenderloin District. The Tenderloin District? What's he well, doing there? You'd have to get through there to get to Copper Penny Road from where you landed. Why is he going to Copper Penny Row? Oh, I know where he's going. Salmon did set this job up, right? Yes, he did. It's just business. So it is about money. Everything is, isn't it, Bet? Yes, yes it is. Okay, so the lock gate starts to drop again, and as it does, there's uh, like all these pulleys and stuff, but you grab hold of the top framework where the winch goes through a pulley, and you see all these cables spinning, and there's access ways, things like that, as well as the big steelworks that support the lock gates themselves. You go running out one of these until uh, you get close enough that you can do a slide with athletics uh 16 narrowly avoiding the rivets as you slide down the steelwork you launch off and uh start running your way along the framework of a suspension bridge which parallels but is slightly higher than the course of the truck below over to salmon's salmon answers his phone yes you tried to cut me out of this job? I didn't try to cut you out of anything, darling. Good, darling, because there's going to be some dead orcs on your doorstep in a minute. Oh, how dreadful. Don't bring them here. Let's home ban for business. 
oh, I'm not bringing them there. They're bringing you the goods there. Well, I'd imagine they're meeting a buyer for a rendezvous, darling. Excellent. Where would they be going for that? Well, that's not up to me. Thank you. I'll keep following them. Hey, Arabeth. Yes, Salmon? You still owe me 300 from that last bijou job that I haven't seen. Consider it paid tonight. Well, don't fuck around, Arabeth. There won't be any more work, okay? It's just as simple as that. I got you. I'm not fucking around. I'm dead serious. Didn't go well, I take it? I had better nights. This is what you get for working without a towner's bed, I keep telling you. True. Anyway, I gotta run. And then, like, there's a blip and this bell phone shuts off. Hello? Who is this? You son of a... Whoever the fuck you are, I want my phone back. Okay. I'll bring it to you. Where are you? I'm going to have you arrested. You're a thief. Yes. Yes, I am. Look, you can just leave it somewhere and I'll pick it up. But for please, it was expensive. Sure. You can pick it up at Salmon's in um, Copper Penny Row. Copper Penny Row? Are you mad? Hey, you said I could leave it somewhere. Where were you thinking? I mean, somewhere civilized. The camera then cuts to a spell phone folded up, going bloop into the firth. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Get over you! Fuck you! Fuck you! I will get over you! Inch by inch I'm closing in Your eyes have sealed the dawn Now it's only a matter of time Before you shatter Try to walk away with pieces that you own So you succeed to get on my soul Remember I hope to miss Cast your hooks I hope you catch a glimpse of blinded bliss. I fuck you, fuck you. I will get over you. Fuck you, fuck you.